Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Hello. What a blessing. (laughs) I love doing this radio show. And I'd just like to make a mention before we get started here that if you go to iTunes, you can get all the episodes of this show, including episodes with Ken Wapnick, Gary Renard, David Hoffmeister, John Mundy, Colin Tipping, Cindy Renard, uh, I can't even remember, Rhonda Britton, Tam McKee, many, many of uh, my friends and colleagues and heroes, all these wonderful people. So Tons of material in the archive at iTunes or on the unity.fm website. And if you do go to iTunes, easiest thing is just search for me, Jennifer Hadley, and you will find an abundance totally for free at iTunes. So let's take this holy breath and turn within as we always do each and every week, placing our hand on our heart. We remember that It is our aspiration to be wholehearted for love. And we are grateful. We're grateful that we can remember to choose love. And right now, we take this holy breath of love and gratitude and we partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self. Moving out of thinking we're alone, trying to do things on our own, to push density to work in the world of form, we move into the invisible, into the unlimited, expansive truth that sets us free. We are grateful and thankful to dedicate ourselves to love. Love is the healer. Love is our life. Love is everything. And we're grateful right now to remember this is true. In gratitude, we share the benefits of our healing and our expansion with everyone because we're one with them. In grace and gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen, amen, amen. Oh, don't you love this time of year? You can feel so many people have recommitted to their spiritual practice, to their spiritual walk and Perhaps those who made a resolution have already fallen down. I really believe that resolutions are of the ego. And that the most successful, profoundly successful spiritual practice is choosing love. Choosing love. Choosing peace. To me, peace and love are synonymous. That when we choose love, we experience the peace, the uninterrupted peace, the peace that passeth human understanding. And let's see, I I feel so full this morning, so much to share. And one of the things that is very apparent to me 
because of my own walk, my own experience with pain and suffering, is that for years and years and years, I was suffering and not happy, and I was in an seemingly endless state of craving and wanting and trying to manifest things. Oh my goodness. And even through all my spiritual studies and practices, I kept encountering things uh, about making lists of what I wanted, how I wanted things to be. And I do understand this work of creative visualization, say, by Shakti Gawain, and I understand what people are, at least I think I do, teaching about manifesting stuff and how to use the law of cause and effect in order to manifest stuff. And what I've come to recognize in my own life is, yeah, I can manifest all kinds of stuff, but the the bottom line is the happiness that I might feel from manifesting the stuff that I think will make me happy is actually not because I have the stuff. It's because for a moment of having it, I've given my per- myself permission to stop wanting, to stop be in the energy of not having. So I truly believe that it's so powerful to work with the teaching, seek first the kingdom which is within and all else will be added unto you. Unto you. In A Course in Miracles it says, ask and it is given because it already has been given. And so to me, this is the awareness that I am interested in doing my spiritual practice from. And I realize that if I focus on trying to manifest stuff, what I can learn is that the law of cause and effect can be manipulated and used that way. However, what I'm doing is, if I think the stuff is going to be making me happy, I'm idolizing the stuff. I have false idols. So if I'm using prayer to manifest stuff, I'm using prayer. And catch this, because it's really, it's so valuable to me, this, this awareness. I'm using prayer then to attract false idols and distractions. And I will only have a temporary fleeting sense of happiness. I will be actually delaying the experience of true, lasting peace. So when we realize, ask and it is given because it's already been given, combined with seek first the kingdom which is within and all else will be added unto you. We have a powerhouse there. So it's already been given to us. If we seek the kingdom, we will experience it. So what is the king in the kingdom? It's love. Who is the king in the kingdom? You are. Because you are love. This is the truth of you. 
What is the Son of God? The Son of God is love. The Son of God is love. And the Christ presence is an expression of pure love. This is our true identity. So our spiritual practice is not to get anything. Our spiritual practice is to reveal what's already there. So some of you may know that I have a year-long class that I offer called Masterful Living. And this year it's called Masterful Living 2013. It's a year-long course, and we meet on the phone, the internet, on a weekly basis in various ways, and we have a very strong and beautiful, solid spiritual community, a circle, a sacred circle that emerges from our group, in our group, Masterful Living 2013, and it's powerful because one of our baseline practices is we're practicing love. So we're practicing loving ourselves, we're practicing loving each other, which means we're really actively focusing on releasing all judgments and all opinions, all thoughts of blame and shame and regret and unforgiveness. So the the work is not hard and it's not uh it's not laborious but it is consistent and it is at times challenging because isn't it sometimes really challenging to choose to love the ones that we even care for the most to not judge our own loved ones the ones that we hold so precious and dear don't so many people even the most dedicated students completely push away the ones they love the most through judging them very intensely and then there's the aftermath of suffering and self-recrimination because the one thing that a spiritual seeker is dedicated to is love. It's not seeking spiritual information. It's not the spiritual study of the teachings. It is the living in the heart. That's where, because it's already pre-installed. Seek first the kingdom which is within and all else will be added unto you, including profound spiritual awareness. This is what I've discovered. So I was looking to teachers outside of myself to give me profound spiritual awareness, but they can't do it. They can't do it. You know why? Because it's already within us. If we're rejecting it by not choosing love, how can someone else give us that spiritual insight and clarity? It's all waiting within us to be unfolded. It's not in a book. It's not in a class. It's not in a teacher. So to me, what I like to do in my classes and in my life in this radio show and everything that I do is to create a spiritual circle where people will practice being loving, practice being non-judgmental, practice doing the deep forgiveness work and opening the doors within their own heart. So giving a shout out to all the Masterful Living students <laughs> who, are, who are listening now. So, because I commend you. 
It takes great courage to stop looking outside of yourself. I always encourage everyone, don't even look to me. I'm giving you the tools and the practices that have worked for me, like a can opener, like a like a chainsaw cutting through the judgments and opinions and the beliefs that are false, that do not serve me, that create the basis for my suffering. And these tools, these chainsaws, these can openers, all these things that I share, they have worked for me. I believe they will work for others if they work them. So for me, it's all about creating an environment that is supportive and encouraging and loving and inspiring and motivating so people will do the work because it's already been given, it's already pre-installed, And no one can do it for you. You have to be motivated and inspired to look within, to find your own loving heart. And to me, the work of releasing our attachment to, our interest in, the beliefs, the thoughts, the opinions, the judgments that obscure our pristine awareness This is the work that we can joyfully do together and celebrate our victory over the ego. This is why A Course in Miracles is such a valuable tool for us because it's all laid out. If we do the practices, it will work for us. However, we all know many people who have, and this used to be me, an intellectual approach to spiritual studies. Well, spiritual studies and awakening to love are two totally different things. Totally. (laughs) I have proven that. I have totally proven that. So we're getting the motivation and the inspiration to choose love when it is the most difficult. So if we're chasing after a temporary happiness, uh, which often comes in the form of self-sabotage and self-medication, then we're delaying our experience of true and lasting peace. And it's time for me to take a sip of my tea. It's 8 a.m., just after 8 a.m. here in Los Angeles, and... uh, so I'm, I'm having my morning tea with you. One of the things I, I do every day is I write my, my spiritual inspiration, my daily blog, my share, which I call my daily spiritual espresso, my daily shot of spiritual espresso. It's totally free and you can sign up for it at jenniferhadley.com. You also, if you're interested in just checking out what's involved in Masterful Living 2013, this year-long course, it's, uh, it's really all about support. I, I, it's like creating a basket or a container for you to do your work within with like-minded individuals who are actually interested in doing the work rather than just talking about it. And it's a beautiful, <laughs> it's a beautiful practice that we're walking. In fact, I got so inspired this morning. We we have a, a chat room, and uh, in our chat room, someone shared that they were doing one of the practices that I gave them 
uh, uh, to do before bedtime. And uh, they do it every day for 21 days. It's very simple. Uh, it takes a few minutes. And um, uh, she was sharing that she had been doing it. And, um, but she hadn't been doing it with her heart. So she shared that last night she did it with her heart. She put her whole heart into it. And she experienced a profound expansion in her awareness, a deep sense of healing. And this possibility opened up for her that she saw that the healing she thought could never come was actually there for her within reach. And this is after only two weeks of being in class. So what I what I want to share with you is it's not about the class and it's not even about the tool I gave her to use. What it's about is she decided to do it with her whole heart. So if you're doing a course in miracles Don't do it by rote. That's not going to get you anything. That's what the ego would have you do. Put your whole heart into it. Even if all you do is read one sentence and seek to understand it with your whole heart, that will bring profound healing. Here's why. It's already been given to you. The healing is already your true identity. It's your true nature. The truth is true. The truth sets you free. It liberates you. Only when you invest in that, rather than all the false beliefs and all the false idols and all the things, the searching outside yourself to make you happy. It's 100% about looking within and valuing the truth because the truth sets you free. So this to me is the most extraordinary thing to realize that the full awareness of the truth is already yours. It's about unfolding it. And when you decide that you're going to unfold it, not so that you can be better than anyone and not even so that you can end your suffering, but so that you can have the full realization of God because you value love more than anything else, then you cannot help but have miraculous healing because it's all, the path is already laid out in your heart when you seek the kingdom first. So this is what I'm all about. It's time for us to take a break, and I'm going to invite you to go to jenniferhadley.com and see what you can find there. See if you're interested in Masterful Living. Sign up for my daily spiritual espresso. If you'd like daily support, that is totally free for you. Let's take that breath, and I'll remind you, I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio. We're walking the talk, we're living the love, and I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent. To be the love, be the peace, through practical application, as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Hello, I'm back, and I just want to say, too, I really appreciate your showing up to join me, join with me in this walk of love and opening in our awareness 
it's such a beautiful thing to be able to walk this journey together. I literally have thousands of daily prayer partners around the world with my daily spiritual espresso that I was talking about before. And uh, you can call and listen to the prayer on the phone or listen to it online that I do at jenniferhadley.com. And I feel this beautiful connection with people all over the world. And... Oh, Jeff, you're making me laugh. I don't know what you're doing there, but <laughs> that's my engineer in the control room. I can see him. <laughs> it's, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful community, and I am so grateful that we're doing it together. Oh, my goodness. I also would say to you, if you ever would like to suggest a topic for me to address in the radio show, please let me know. And you can email me at jennifer at jenniferhadley.com. My email's on the website as well. So we're talking about the pain that we create for ourselves when we're choosing something outside of ourselves to make us happy, when we're choosing something other than peace. Those of us who've studied A Course in Miracles, we we are very familiar with the teaching of I could choose peace instead of this. And that <laughs> is so important for us to remember that when whenever we're upset, we're never upset for the reason we think we are. We're always upset if... If, if, if we have chosen to believe our opinions and judgments. So if we think that something in the world can make us happy or bring us peace, then wouldn't it be the most blessed thing in the world that could happen is that we attain that thing that we think is going to make us happy or bring us peace from the world, that we get that thing whether it's a relationship, whether it's a healing in the body, whether it's uh, something we can hold in our hand or a car we can drive in or anything like that, wouldn't it be the biggest blessing in the world that we would actually receive that thing only to discover that it actually leads to our suffering because we've made of it a false idol? Wouldn't that be the biggest blessing in the whole world? It's hard to, it's hard to wrap ourselves around it, especially when there are so many spiritual teachers who are teaching about how to manifest stuff and how to get the stuff. You know, I've, I've been a science of mind practitioner for 13 years now, I guess. And, When I first started counseling people and praying with people as the practitioner and learning about prayer, I, it was such a great learning curve 
And the study of prayer has been so beneficial to me. Oh my goodness. Really understanding how prayer works, why prayer works. And in terms of uh, Course in Miracles, uh, Gary Renard has some beautiful teachings in Disappearance in the Universe, Disappearance of the Universe about prayer and in the Song of Prayer and even just in the section on cause and effect in uh, chapter 2, section 7, cause and effect, one of my very favorite sections in the whole of A Course in Miracles that profoundly uh, affected me when I read it for the first time. It just opened up my mind to things that had already been there. I finally was willing to discover the truth about the law of cause and effect and move out of trying to manifest stuff. And, oh, that just opened my mind like a can opener. So, in prayer, what I've learned through counseling so many people, is people will come to me and they'll say, can you help me manifest this thing, this job, this relationship, this money, this whatever? And I always have to be honest with them, yeah, I could help you manifest that thing, but if you idolize that thing and think that that is what's going to make you peaceful and happy, then you are just creating an experience of suffering for yourself. What about... Let's, instead of trying to manifest that thing, thinking that thing is going to make you happy, what if we decide, yeah, I'd like to have the peace of God. I'd like to have a true, deep, profound experience and understanding of freedom as a spiritual quality. Beauty as a spiritual quality. Like, you know, at the beginning of the year... One of the things I know is people are talking about losing weight. They want to lose weight. Well, first of all, I don't think there's a human being on the planet that really wants to lose anything. People don't like to lose things. Plus, if you lose something, there's always a chance that you're going to find it again. Do you want to lose weight only to find it again? I don't think so. (laughs) So what about instead having a true understanding of the spiritual quality of beauty if it's about your physical form and how it looks? If what you're interested in is health, you want to release the weight for health reasons, what about having a true spiritual understanding of the quality of wholeness? Harmony, freedom, clarity, peace. You see, when we seek first the kingdom which is within, what we're seeking to know is our very essence is these spiritual qualities. These spiritual qualities are our true identity. And the spiritual qualities of God, the peace, the love, the joy, the freedom, the clarity, the prosperity, the wholeness, the harmony, all of these spiritual qualities and more, wisdom, creativity, they are omnipresent. They are omnipotent, 
omnipresent means everywhere present. Omnipotent means everywhere potent. They're omniactive, everywhere active. They are our natural state, our true identity. If we're not experiencing those spiritual qualities, it is because we have decided to place our attention elsewhere, including seeking outside of ourselves, cherishing our judgments and opinions, and our false beliefs. When we're anchored in the truth, it sets us free. Because the truth is, we're already whole, we're already perfect, we're already complete, we already have everything. And by that, we ha- I mean that we have access to the full and complete expression of all of these spiritual qualities. And the more we realize that, the more we value that, the more we experience it. So one of the things I notice I experience on a daily basis is I am not trying to manifest anything anymore. But things naturally show up and my needs are met. My financial needs are met. My living needs are met. My emotional needs are met. Everything is met in God. And it's only my thought that they're not that creates the experience that they're not. All thought produces form at some level. And in fact, I'm, I've just got the book open here to uh, the text, chapter 2, and section 6, Fear and Conflict. And it says here, I just, my eyes went right to it. The mind is very powerful. This is paragraph 9 on page 31. The mind is very powerful and never loses its creative force. It never sleeps. Every instant it is creating. It is hard to recognize that thought and belief combined into a power surge that can literally move mountains. It appears at first glance that to believe such power about yourself is arrogant, but that is not the real reason you do not believe it. You prefer to believe that your thoughts cannot exert real influence because you're actually afraid of them. This may allay awareness of the guilt, but at the cost of perceiving the mind as impotent. If you believe that what you think is ineffectual, you may cease to be afraid of it, but you are hardly likely to respect it. There are no idle thoughts. All thinking produces form at some level. So what it's saying here, you prefer to believe that your thoughts cannot exert real influence because you are actually afraid of them. What this means is that if you give yourself permission to cherish attack thoughts, right, attacking yourself and others with your thoughts, I'm not good enough, they're not good enough, there's something wrong with them, they shouldn't be allowed to, they don't deserve, I don't deserve, all, you know, there's only one, so whether you're attacking yourself or you're attacking the others, there's only the self there's only the god self that you're attacking you're it's all all forgiveness is self forgiveness all 
All there is, is the oneness. So if you're giving yourself permission to attack the oneness, and all you know on some level that all thoughts produce form, at some level, then you know that your attack thoughts are going to create an experience of distress, disharmony, dis-ease, discomfort. How can they not? That is their nature. It's in Science of Mind, in New Thought, in Unity teachings, we talk about a thought is a seed that you're planting in the soil of the divine mind. It has to bear fruit according to its nature. So if we think the thought, I need this to be happy, I need them to be happy, that that seed is a seed of lack. It is a seed of limitation. It is a seed of not having, wanting, and craving. So what is the fruit that that is going to bear? Not the peace of God. Not the lasting peace of God. So you might have that temporary sense of happiness. I got what I wanted. I'm happy. But you're actually not happy because you got what you wanted. You're actually having a fleeting moment of happiness because just briefly you stopped wanting. You stopped thinking that you didn't have. Seek first the kingdom which is within and all else will be added unto you. So the kingdom is your awareness of the truth that sets you free and valuing that above all else. This is a deep and profound spiritual practice. Everything you need to practice it is pre-installed. If you've got A Course in Miracles, you have got a road map how to figure it out. For me, I figured it out largely through committing myself to a practice of nonviolence, which to me is a practice of love. So I studied Gandhi, I studied Dr. King, I studied Jesus, and I started to walk as a practice of love, starting with loving myself. And I started to discover, oh, it, it has already been given. So when I ask for something, I'm, only, I'm not asking for a thing. I'm asking for divine assistance in unfolding the truth that sets me free. In valuing the truth above all else and releasing any attachment to a false idol, whether that false idol is slimmer hips or uh, a wonderful partner or a great job, or an amount of money, or anything in this world. This this is a, a deep, deep practice. And you, you really have to come out from among them in order to walk this walk. And that's why <clears throat> what I love to do is create a circle where we do it together. Because it is not easy. It's deeply challenging. Really, truly, deeply challenging. And yet, it is a walk of liberation and joy. Time for me to sip a little tea here. It is a walk of liberation and joy. In fact, I should uh, mention 
I can mention to you that uh, I have, I'm starting a three-week class tonight. It's just a three weeks. It's part of Masterful Living. So if you're in Masterful Living, it's included. I have a three-week class that I do. I like to do it at least once a year. I often don't get to do it more than that now. It's called Prayer Power. Three weeks of Prayer Power. And it's about understanding how prayer works, why prayer works, and using it effectively to live a life of love. It is the best tool that we have. It's largely misunderstood, even by people who are prayer practitioners. Because people who are prayer practitioners who are still trying to get stuff don't really understand that it's already been given. So... If you'd like to join me, that class starts tonight, and we have three weeks of class. It's online. It's on the phone. If you can't be in the actual class, that's not a big deal. You will still get the download audios, and you get all of the transcripts. All of the transcripts. It's wonderful. So, it is time for me to come to a break here. I'd like to remind you I'm Jennifer Hadley, (laughs) and you're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio, where we are walking the talk, we're living the love every day in every way. I'll be right back. Hello, listeners. Did you know we've gone mobile? That's right. Your favorite Unity online radio programs are available on your mobile device. Now you can take us with you wherever you go. Using apps from Live 365 or Stitcher, you can listen to Unity online radio live or on demand. To learn more, visit www.unity.fm and click on Mobile Listening. Spirit of Recovery is the place where spirituality and recovery meet, where we support your spiritual growth. Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D., interviews down-to-earth guests who share with you how they keep going and growing in recovery. Spirit of Recovery is the place to get practical tips and to join in lively discussions on topics that matter to recovering people. This program welcomes everyone who wants to know more about recovery. Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Pacific on Spirit of Recovery, where we talk about what keeps you growing, only on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. been listening to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. If you have a question or comment about today's program, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, visit us on Facebook at A Course in Miracles Pledge, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have pledged to live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. Now, back to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. And we're back. And we're talking about the pain and suffering that we create in our own life when we choose 
temporary happiness instead of lasting peace. And I've done this so many times, it makes me an expert because I've created so much of my own misery through choosing that temporary happiness, idolizing the stuff, thinking I was right. Oh my goodness, I have created so much suffering for us, for myself and it I have played small again and again and again and again. One of the things I've learned is when you decide to commit yourself to choosing love, that you really cannot fail. Because love will lead you, love will guide you. And if you're looking in every moment for the most loving choice, then you're in service to love itself. Everything you need will be provided to you. You will be led and guided in the most miraculous ways. This is what I finally came to see and to experience. And so this is why I say all the time, I can't shut up about it because it felt hidden to me it wasn't hidden to me it was hidden in plain sight but so few people live this way so few people practice it you don't see many examples of it but this is why people like dr king and mahatma gandhi and jesus were able to inspire and motivate so many people to choose love because they did it themselves even though it was not easy now all three of those people were martyred and assassinated we don't want to be martyred and assassinated but you know what to me whatever love requires for me to demonstrate love i'm willing to learn and go through because i do now realize that this is an illusion The more I practice love, the more I begin to see at the edge of time and space and to see that it is an illusion. And I am grateful and I am thankful that I can see that with more and more clarity each day because it assists me in choosing love versus choosing the trinkets of this world, the bling. What? What greater bling is there than living a life of love and being in the flow of love? Being in the true flow of peace and harmony and wholeness and abundance and prosperity and creativity and wisdom and clarity. For me, I'm cultivating that pristine awareness and my aspiration I don't so much have a New Year's intention as an aspiration, which is to awaken, to fully awaken, enlighten, reach the atonement, and to share the benefits with everyone, to release all obstacles to love. That is my aspiration this year. And I'm interested in attaining that awakening, that atonement, that enlightenment, that ascension, right now and to me it's about ascending in our awareness moving beyond the awareness of just the illusion and to see it for what it is i think it's uh, i feel it happening within me and i know it is because of a commitment to practice love not to study but to practice In chapter 2 in the fear and conflict section, it says here in paragraph 7 on page 30, 
Whenever there is fear, it is because you have not made up your mind. It means you're idolizing something else. You don't truly value the peace of God yet. You haven't decided to seek first the kingdom. Whenever there is fear, it is because you have not made up your mind. Your mind is therefore split, and your behavior inevitably becomes erratic. So if we're idolizing things of this world, if we believe our opinions and judgments, our mind is conflicted, it's split. And it says here in paragraph 7, The first corrective step in undoing the error is to know first that the conflict is an expression of fear. Say to yourself that you must somehow have chosen not to love, or the fear could not have arisen. So every time you experience fear instead of the peace of God, it's because you valued something other than the peace of God. Do you see how it's not rocket science? Do you see how it's just a willingness to wake up, to stop sleepwalking, to stop giving yourself permission to believe things that aren't true, to stop giving yourself permission to value things which are not valuable. If you would choose the uh, a special relationship over the peace of God, of course you're going to suffer. Of course the, the happiness is going to feel elusive and fleeting. Wouldn't that be God's gift to you, that you cannot be happy and choose something other than the peace of God? I just think it's so wonderful. And I love here in paragraph 6, on page 30, it says, It is possible to reach a state in which you bring your mind under my guidance without conscious effort. Without conscious effort. But this implies a willingness that you have not developed as yet. The Holy Spirit cannot ask more than you are willing to do. The strength to do comes from your undivided decision. There is no strain in doing God's will as soon as you recognize that it is your own. The lesson here is quite simple, but particularly apt to be overlooked. I will therefore repeat it, urging you to listen. Only your mind can produce fear. It does so whenever it is conflicted in what it wants, producing inevitable strain because wanting and doing are discordant. This can be corrected only by accepting a unified goal. So your willingness is the key. Your little willingness is the key. Your little willingness to see that your opinions, your judgments, your false beliefs that you give yourself permission to believe, the chasing after the things of this world, trying to manifest stuff in order to be happy, to feel important, to feel fulfilled, all of this mass distraction is not choosing peace, it's not choosing love. So we just simply, beautifully, gracefully move into, I'm willing to choose love. 
I'm willing to be a loving presence in my own life. I'm willing to actually love my loved ones instead of judging them. I'm willing to love my coworkers. I may not love what they do. I may not love what they choose. But I don't have to judge it just because I don't love it. You see, all fear is the result of choosing something other than love. And isn't that wonderful that the very minute we start to feel afraid, we can say, oh, I must have forgotten to choose love. I must have valued my opinion more than love. And the upset, which remember, we're never upset for the reason we think. We're only upset because we think it should be different than it is and we want it to be different than it is. Therefore, we have a false idol in the world. Instead of cherishing love, we're cherishing our opinion, we're cherishing our judgment, we're cherishing the things of this world. And so the fear emerges. We feel it physically. We feel it emotionally. We feel the constriction. Why? Because we've chosen a thought that's limiting. And we're cherishing it. And we believe it to be true. We think we're right. Isn't it wonderful that as soon as we move into that, we start to suffer? I call it the divine alarm clock. I call it our wake-up call. And I am so grateful. So as soon as I start to feel anything constricting, I realize, oh, I forgot to choose love. Time to course correct. How does NASA send a, a rocket to the moon? Through a process of course correction. You set your aspiration and you course correct all the way. So my aspiration this year is to attain enlightenment. To awaken to the full realization that the separation never occurred, this world is an illusion, and to share the benefits of my own healing, my own awakening, my own expansion, my own ascension, with everyone because I'm one with them. This is my aspiration. I have no goal in the world, only in my own mind, in my own heart. And so... More and more, I feel free. I'm inviting you to join me in so many ways. Search for me at iTunes. Go to jenniferhadley.com. I've got free offerings every single day of the week. And I have my year-long Masterful Living class. I have the Prayer Power class that starts today. So let's take that prayer, prayerful breath, and place our hand on our heart and be so grateful and so thankful that no matter how intensely the suffering appears to be, we have the freedom to change our mind, that the healing and the road to recovery is already pre-installed. We seek the kingdom first, which is within And all else is added unto us. We share the benefits with everyone. In grace and gratitude we let it be, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. I love you. Have a great week. I'll be with you again next week. Mwah!